Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay. Actually, the club is open. No, the club is open because they be texting my phone, talking about so we back, baby. You can get VIP, and I'd be like, bitch, please stop trying to kill me. Dance hall Sundays, come to the rooftop. <laughs> I said, first of all, but first, I need you to know on some real shit. I looked at my phone, held my nose, and said, "Who all gonna be there under my breath?" And I was like, "Ain't nobody gonna be there, bitch." <laughs> Hopefully no one is there. That's what you get. They there. They there. They there because I see them on Instagram. Talk about some VIP tables. And they ain't got no mask on. And I be trying to figure out how. The whole club need to be VIP because ain't nobody. What's the point of paying a stack for a section when there are 12 people in the fucking party? What, what, girl, I. I'm not going to say the spot that's texting my phone. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing? (laughs) Um, I'm not going to say the spot that's texting my phone, but it's the spot where we saw Cisco. Oh my god! Um, and this is a multi-layer spot, and I'm kind of like, ain't no windows, bro. So, fuck is you talking about VIP? I've been on all the floors. Out in where's the VIP on the rooftop where they're telling us via text message that we need to come to. Girl, it's precipitation outside. Anyways, hey hey (laughs) y'all, we're in a really good mood. We're feeling super festive. If you're if you're listening to this and you have a libation in your hand. Yeah. Take a shot. Yeah, take a shot because take it's our anniversary. Yes. Anniversary. Ba-da-da-da-da. I was singing yes. the birthday song, um, but there's a person on the song. That mm. one time for the birthday, bitch. Two ay, times for ay, the birthday, bitch. This is why I'm really honestly upset because this now actually means we have two birthdays. Yeah. Like, I don't do half Okay, because we have our own birthdays. Right. But then we also have the girl that's scary birthdays. And guess what? Kathleen and I love fucking birthdays. Also, Uh, if you are new to the show, hi, I'm Jess. Hey. I'm Connoisseur, and it's... This is Cat Daddy, y'all. What the fuck? (laughs) And we are girl that's scary. Mm. Um... We in this, we in this thing, and we in this thing for a whole year at this point. Yo, it's crazy. Wow, we're um, like, we're learning how to walk. We might be interested in the potty if we're really like grown up about it. Yeah, you know, we are taking, we are taking more than baby steps now. We're out here. Wow. Um, so you know, shout out to everybody who's supporting us. Uh, yes. Pull up on our Patreon and shit. We appreciate uh, everybody who has listened thus far. I honestly was telling Jazz before we were recording, like. This shit is crazy. That's pretty much it. But not mm-hmm. like that. But no, like this shit is crazy. But like, this shit is crazy. Like I really, I don't really like to be in anyone's face. I kind of just want to be like to myself. 
Um, but I just thought it was really cool, like, all the people that we've, like, met and been able to, like, interact with and bounce ideas mm-hmm. off of and just have, like, general conversation. And I think it's really fucking fire yeah. that, like, somebody that I would have n- probably never met or probably a little, like, uh, about talking to because, like, I'm, you know me, girl. I be out here chopping it up, but also I just be a face in the crowd. I prefer to be that person. Um, but I appreciate everybody. I'm not going to get emotional. I started... Y'all don't know me, but everybody that knows me personally knows that I randomly, like... Cry. You know, y'all got that one friend that be real emotional, that be giving, like, random speech. A story. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I told this in one of these stories before, but there was a time, like, okay, we know... We see the Moulin Rouge, you know, that when they made that movie, it was cute, and, of course, the song was really popping. Uh, but there's this like El Tango version. de Roxanne yes Tango oh de Roxanne God. there's this version of the song that's like that opera voice and the violins and I never heard it before and Kat plays it and I'm like wow this is beautiful I loved it so much and I look over and there's a single tear like coming down Kathleen's face it's so beautiful <laughs> she loves violins and I'm like I love violins too but she is so emotional and but I'm also made of stone so don't yeah I don't have a heart for real I am my heart is black it's um, all a facade uh uh-uh, uh, you are not, no, you're made of gold and you feel things, you know, you're just not with that, that fuck shit. I just don't even feel things. I'm like, wow, they dead. That's crazy. <laughs> That's why I like bleak endings. I'm like, well, that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> the killers still out there. They're all they so are. fun. But either or, that's not why we're here. It is our motherfucking birthday, bitch. Um, it's Girl That's Scary. This is actually like a review plus episode yeah so. something special we've never had before you know we grown now we feeling ourselves now we're actually not that's just me being dramatic but just <laughs> we're out here <laughs> i wish people could see my face i'm like no wait never mind wait <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we're actually here to do a review about one bedroom um it's a movie that came out this uh within the past year in 2019 um, you're so, excuse me, on Netflix, um, and, you know, chopping it about that shit, because it's also our fucking birthday, and I'm gonna keep bringing it back. If this was really, like, if I was really out of control, I'm actually trying to contain myself in a box, um, I would definitely play the Be More Club song, If It's Your Birthday, Make Some Noise, hey. and then, you know, I would aggressively, like, separate it and bring it back, and people are like, man, please relax, and I'm like, okay, well, that's cool, um, but you know, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this movie, um, Netflix just released it like recently and it's streaming there now. But beforehand it was like on video on demand mm-hmm. because before it came out on Netflix, I rented it. I was, cause everybody kept talking about it. I feel like, uh, like Prince from the Night Life, like Night Light podcast was like, yeah, oh, I love that show. Great. Yeah. And they was like, this is great. And I was like, you know what? Let me, let me just, let me just, let me just see how much it, oh, look, I got, I got something, I got a few dollars, let me just see. Okay, treat just, yourself. Yeah, no, I do treat myself to, like, renting movies, that's what I I never used to really rent movies. It's kind of like the present day of renting yeah, movies at, like, Blockbuster. I used to go, honestly, back in the backpack while, um, E and I mm-hmm. were in school, it was a thing that if we could get, like, the local shuttle bus, because you know I just got a car, like, the other day, girl. Um, the local shuttle bus, or maybe we would get the taxi, but this is the shore, nigga. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would take us into Salisbury and, um, we would go to Hollywood video and we would mm-hmm. rent some movies and we would just go back and enjoy my tiny ass TV at school. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia's fun. The with the back on it, you know, everybody got a little back on their TV. <sighs> I, I missed I spent the, I missed the $119 on a TV with a back on it. And I'm like, I cannot believe 
<laughs> but I spent all that money on this TV, and literally like a year or two later, the shit was outdated. <laughs> I can. I was like, damn, they, everybody technology got skinny is TVs crazy. now. Damn, my TV heavy as a motherfucker, oh, and it was only like a, what, like a little nineteen inch TV. It was not very big. You know, it was cute. It it served its purpose. I don't even show you the little box. We was all staring at girl. Listen, we, you could see the movies though. Like, I could see the movies, and I was having a damn good TV, time. Big TVs were expensive. Everybody didn't have no big ass TV. Uh, where's the coin coming from? Shit, a lot of niggas watching the movies on their fucking laptop. I was lucky to have what I had. Okay, niggas are streaming like pirating shit off the laptop. Like just found in a random website that's giving your computer all kinds of um, viruses right now. And <laughs> uh, computer doing the mockery because computer- of stress. <laughs> Yo, the fucking stuff is doing a cupid shuffle. Like bitch, this is giving me This you got fifty five windows that keep popping up. <laughs> you fucked up. Oh, I'm crying. I time. noticed somebody listening to this shit with the straightest face. Like, what are you up. talking about? <laughs> if you don't know what LimeWire is, what, what was that other You're one? Bear young. share, bitch. I'm jealous Ooh. of your youth. Um, yeah, LimeWire. Oh, girl. Mm, I'm not even going to expose myself. But yes, one bedroom movie on Netflix. Awesome cast. Everybody's really giving it to you. Premise of the movie. Just want to let you know. Hey. We finna spoil this shit. Yes. Burr, 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 burr. So, just want to let you know, it's finna be spoiled. If you do not want to really go, you know, forward this, you can definitely hit the pause machine and then come on back. And I hope you would visit back because I think yeah we might have something because cool we're telling you about. watch the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, it, it's worth the watch. It's absolutely run time. You know, it's popping. Like I said, and it's free now. Y'all are lucky because y'all did not have to pay for this. Okay, take a you shot right. every time you every time in your chest you feel like you about to say, "Damn, this shit crazy." That, yes, just want to let you know. Yes, take a shot because this movie is it takes a take a shot water. of water if you are straight edge because yeah, we definitely uh, respect the straight edge community or orange juice or like a fun juice. You know, maybe it's a. I got some. Hey. I got some low sugar cranberry Whatever juice in there. <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, yeah, so this movie, um, we're looking at Sarah. She's our character. She just moves uh to LA. Um, she's having a situation. She's trying basically trying to be out on her own, start her whole new life. She truly desires to be like a seamstress for like, you know, big stage prop situations. Um, but she's actually temping at a uh what is that? A law firm. A law firm, excuse me, yes. And um, her dad, just like anybody's kind of parent for the most part, I don't want to say anybody and put an asterisk next to that because I don't know everybody's background. Um, but her 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 father is concerned for her um, and her well-being um, and how she's doing out there. Not Her daddy also got some shaky-ass shit going on. Yeah, he was fucking uh, the, his, the mom's nurse. The mom died of like cancer or something and he was fucking a nurse and now they together and of course that's traumatic for the kid um and that's some shitty thing to do um yeah bro that's that's i'm gonna, put, up. I'm gonna put a peg in that now when we get to that yeah, part of the story but... part, we'll talk about it a little bit but that's kind of where they there's a strained relationship but mm. also you know how you know how parents are when they're like you know you don't have a plan and you know yeah look bro we don't need a five-year plan all the time because you know what fucking around trying to make a five-year plan for everything you are not going to get to do what you love. Right. Or, you know, God just going to laugh at you. You know how that goes. I'm going to yep. do X, Y, Z. No, the mm-hmm. fuck you not. You, you going to do what the universe And that universe going to humble that ass real quick. Yes. Because what is meant for you is going to be for you. And when it's your time, it's your time to shine. And you be thinking, like, it's okay. It's, you know, obviously it's feasible. We want to plan. We want to have some sort of idea 
Um, this is a thing I actually like struggle with slash yeah. deal with in life, you know. Um, but it's like y- you want to have a plan, you do have a plan, but your plan needs to be more free flowing and more loose. Like hey, yeah. we saying like you want to bend with the wind so it don't break you. I be saying that yes. shit all the time. Oh, we get deep. So <laughs> watch the Koofy slide on. <laughs> Not the Koofy. Um. So, anyways, I know I gotta relax. Um. Nah. So you want to like go with the flow because somebody hear your line talk about some. What's your five year plan? Who wants to hear that? You're already stressing out being a human, and you just made this big change. She's trying to get away from. You know, her perception, because I got a peg on that, on her dad having an affair with the nurse, Caprice, um, and now stepmama to be, if not already the stepmama, and her freshly deceased mom. She's moving to LA to get away from that, be on her own. She has a shaky 95, all my millennials motherfucking stand up. Yeah. Um, basically, I just pretended she was in there. Yeah, Honestly, the boss, she was like, present. That boss is an asshole. Girl, fuck she, her boss. Yeah, because, all right, she moved in. Her parent, her mom, well, her mom is deceased. Her dad literally should be shaky because of the um, affair or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she works at that job being a temp, which is shitty. It's also stressful because you don't know. You can get fired pretty much any time. You're a temp. And, but the girl behind her, Lisa, be talking shit to the boss like, bitch. The boss walked up and was like, mm, I told you to renumber the footnotes. She was like, no, you didn't. Lisa was she getting was like, her to get me a liar. No. She was like, you didn't tell me. If you just want me to do it, I'll do it. But give me 30 minutes. But don't come in here and lie and say I didn't do it to make like yourself feel good. Like, girl, no. I, you didn't tell me to fucking do it because I'm good at my job, pretty much. And she must Period. be good at her job because she still fucking worked there as a temp And is able to drag the boss like, like that with, with ease. This is a fucking... <laughs> girl. <laughs> Wednesday afternoon appointment. Just like the... And the boss came up to Sarah and talked about something. Um, she already tired because of her new apartment. She goes in. It's an open house. She gets the apartment. Um... They probably vetted her because she don't got no family out here. And she left the little application part blank when they She was telling too much of her business. Yeah, if she got a cat and or a pet and she said, oh, no, I don't have a pet. Bitch, okay, I felt like that was the first time of passive aggressiveness. I was like, instead of checking no, if you're going to lie, bitch, lie. You you know, just fucking lie. Like, mm-hmm. just go do it. But she was like, oh, maybe if I just don't say that I have a pet, then they'll just kind of like sneak, this sneak it Girl, in. the privilege. Girl, and I'm like, <laughs> like ma'am, ma'am. Bitch, you, you know you're not supposed to have no fucking cat. Sneak the cat. You said you're going to sneak it in. Do it. Check the fucking box. No, and sneak the goddamn cat in. Or Don't just say, I got a cat. Oh, what? But they, you couldn't No, you shouldn't no be able to move in. Oh, bye, was, cat. Well, she maybe she should have kept her cat. cat. Then but she also, will. I feel a way about this because I do have pet allergies, please. Like, if it if you're not supposed to have, if I move into a animal-free building, I expect that building to be animal-free, bro. Yes. Like, I, I can't agree. breathe out of my nose sometimes. Please. But also, I do understand someone sneaking in a cat. But also, like, if you... Why, okay, baby red flag. Ding, <laughs> ding. Because, you know, I'm a person that be peeping everything. Number one, this shit looks sus. Or as a person that did not grow up in the suburbs, mm-hmm. the suburbs to me is already sus. Yeah. Like, that's just 100 right That cookie cutter. We all do all right, this. Girl, this shit Neighborhood is, watch. <laughs> it's really nice out here. I know someone's like, oh my God. Yes, girl. The system did a number on all of us in many different ways. But at the yeah. same time, I've seen a lot of these movies. All the wild shit be happening out here. All this shit daily day. Suburbs. Unfortunately, yeah, okay. You know I done what? seen some shit. But over here, no. This shit is crazy. All these blocks look the same. I don't know what's really going on. It's a lot of people being way too friendly. I'm also a person that really just be like looking over my glasses at people. Everybody that know me is like, yes. I'm always like, hey, 
this this seems really cool but also let me tell you some other shit that i peep that's the type of person mm-hmm. i i am so for me i'm already sus at everybody i already think everybody's the murderer well, also, <laughs> so, this is the suburbs. It's scary because they that the all these single family homes are these little tight like cameras everywhere in these nice apartments because you know the projects don't be happening all that. And I feel like also I ain't seen no poltergeist in the hood, so they don't be coming there. But I don't anyway, really know. Like, outside of tales from the hood and stories like that, you don't see. I don't really see these kind of things happening in these kinds of places usually. Right. Like, wild shit happens in the city, but I also think, like, there's a lot of really, like, sinister shit that's happened out in, like, the burbs, rural era, like, places where there's, like, lack of surveillance and you think there's nobody looking at you. So, I'm just like, all right, no, this shit about to be crazy. So, um, basically, our girl Sarah is really going through it. Yeah, she's at the shitty job. She got this apartment. It's loud. She can't sleep. And then there's a noise that only she can hear in that apartment. Um, nobody else. She nobody was so lady. Yeah, nobody she's real here. nice to her. That's pretty much what got her in there. She was cool and calm and helping the lady, filling her pillbox and shit. Being just a kind. She is kind and she's she seems nice. She's also kind of a pushover. So mm. um, because you know when you place her next to Lisa, who was like, "Bitch, I'm leaving at three to do this." I'm Lisa was this. that girl. Yeah, because I I forgot the boss pulled up on her. Was like, "Oh, you need to do the assignments." Um, and you got to clock out. Like, what the Well, fuck? she told her she has to do the work and clock out. I literally said to the TV, oh, no, baby. <laughs> I don't we don't that. work for free. <laughs> you bitch, you think I'm about to clock so out? So, which is it? Do you want me to stay logged in for overtime? I would have just never logged out. And if she would have said something, be like, oh, what's the problem? No, I would have been like, no, I would have gave you an option. Do you want me to do this now and not mm. log out? Or do you want me to do this in the no, morning ma'am. so she can't do overtime? No, ma'am. Which is it? Because I'm not doing this. You We're not doing this for free. And I need X amount of time to complete this efficiently. Period. Because no, ma'am. You're not about to play in my face. Yeah. You're which not is why, but here's why. This is why Lisa was getting their ass together. Yeah. Because she was the lady. She's coming over here. She's that boss. Everyone knows that, that boss. boss. And especially if you are a black person or a person of color, you know that boss. And they like to fuck with you. And it's like, okay. And sometimes people are like, oh, no. No, listen. It may not be in the, what they think in their mind is intentional, but it's in their spirit. They're going to come and they're going to try to test you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to get them together because they thought that they were beside themselves. Mm-hmm. When they had a conversation with you today. So shout out to my girl Lisa. Getting the boss together every time. Because you think you're about to make her do these jobs. And blame her for stuff that you know you never asked her for. You never asked her for it. And you're asking her to do this work. She's like girl why don't you just tell me what you need to do. We could just go from there. Not you blame me for something I never even did. That you never even asked me to do. Period. Mm-hmm. Lisa's that girl. Power to Lisa. Yeah. Lisa's turned. Um, but it, I feel like also... Sarah looks up to Lisa like I want to do that. Like I feel what you're saying. I want Lisa is that strong black Black brown character in the story. Um, But I do like her. Although spoiler, she fucking died. Yeah. So that was the only thing I was kind of like, no. But I also like I didn't feel like me personally in this movie. I didn't. I felt I felt like. In terms of a movie I was watching, the staff was diverse. Yeah. Um, Because I've seen it was nothing but white people in the whole movie. Yeah. And also, it wasn't like she was this throwaway character they just killed. No. No, they gave her, like, she had a, like, a, like there was her talking, like, she was important to her. Her death also seemed real realistic. Yeah. Because they were going in this situation, 
Because oh, we didn't we, even get to we, what the situation was. Quite honest, we don't know if the other girl make it out either. So it's not like it's just her that died. So I mean, so know. hold on, y'all. Let me people. tell you. Sarah moves <laughs> in this place. Sarah's invited to this party by her neighbor. What's his name? Brian. Yes. Yes. She's invited to this party. Her neighbors are really nice. Everyone is like very strangely over the top. Hey, I'm really attentive. To you, to like me, it felt family. like a red flag, but also like, you know, maybe somebody was like, oh, this is normal to me. Y'all too close. Yeah. Um, and they try to be real close. They try to be like a real community. Mm-hmm. Um, and community, a hook. Right. So she's, um, you know, chopping it up with Lisa at work. Lisa's like, girl, we could even move together. And I was like, damn, that would have been a, a good situation, girl. You could have been split the rent, baby. You could have saved some coins. Whatever you wanted to do. Man. LA is expensive. Okay. Girl. And right now, this guy is orange. So, speaking of keeping everybody in our thoughts, uh, which please. Is another red flag that I don't know if other people saw, but you know, she's a temp at this law firm. I don't know how much you make it, but I know you're not making bread. No. You're in a cubic, a small cubicle, sis. And people are talking to you like this. You're not making the big bucks. No. So, when they were like, oh, let me introduce you when they were at that cookout, like, yeah, um, this is a top doctor and they're like this person. I'm like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa. You got people who making all this kind of money and you attempt and y'all can afford to be in the same spot. They're not, li- these kind of people are not living on the same block as you, my, no. my guy. They're not doing that. They're living somewhere really, really nice. And I, that apartment's not the worst, but it's a mediocre little apartment. It's cute. It's not crazy. It looks all right. But no, they're people who are making money like this. They're going to have a home. home. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. Just gonna live in this apartment complex that kind of looks like a hotel in the hallways a little bit. I'm crying. Like a motel. It do a little bit. I mean, but you know, some spots in LA look like that. Yeah, but you know, because we live on the East Coast, it's too cold for all that. We're not not doing that. It's a building. We are inside the building. You are inside, bro. It's not happening. Um, But I'm just like, you know what? (laughs) This is not. I don't see why these rich people are mingling. No, something. Yeah, it is a little fishy. Something is a little strange here. Uh, mm. You keep that though, um. But you know she's in this complex. She's eventually accepted into the complex. Her application gets approved for this one bedroom. Mm-hmm. Everything is loud. Everything's shaky. She's constantly having conversations with her neighbor Brian, who's invited to this party. She's mm-hmm. you. You see her interact with different people. Like, um, there's a the few familiar faces in mm-hmm. here. Just want to throw that out there. Um, she uh, what is it? Oh, Jerry. The guy who's like seems to be yeah. the the guy that's a part Top of dog. a whole complex. Um, so you see this character kind of come in. He's asking a lot of questions all in her business. Um, she doesn't go to Brian's party after a lot of uh, high class microaggressions in her apartment when mm. she's trying to figure out, oh my god, is there a burglar? Oh my god, someone has killed my cat. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. These niggas found out I had a cat. <laughs> like, yeah, because they put the little note. Some people are fucking allergic, bitch. Okay. Like, and they're all smiling her face every day. So she's sitting there like, girl, who? And what's really going know? on? Why is my door open? I'm hearing this. Well, I just figured she don't lock her door because, you know, some people don't. But she put, I feel like she put that little lock on there. But I don't she? know. Because I don't think she put that top lock on because ain't no way they could take that top lock off from outside that door. That's not how that works. Unless they got some high class shit going have, on. But, but also, you know, as we find out later, that's like the initiation room. That's not a real apartment. Yeah, apartment. so. So they probably have she also probably didn't lock probably her door. They other secret passageways to get in there. It's very but, likely. You know, lock your door. Um, um, but like we said, we find out that Sarah has walked into a cult, y'all. 
Like yeah, she got the a- whole like apartment building is in some like on some die for this shit as people like yeah they are shit. blood in blood, blood out. out and oh, really? she realizes because they pull up on her they were trying to invite her to this party I was wondering today while rewatching this movie I wondered what the conversation would have looked like if she actually attended the function because she does not go to the function mm-hmm. she's just kicking it with Lisa Mm -hmm. and her and she and Lisa come back and Brian's like oh we're having dessert later and Sarah because has already expressed to Mm -hmm. Lisa she thinks shit is weird so her intuition is telling her this shit is weird and she's still going through with it but we would not have a story Mm -hmm. um and she's uh here and he's like well you can come back for dessert and she's like well I might and now they pull up on her I wonder if the 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 actual dive into hello we're a community, and now that you live here, you're not leaving. Yeah. We're now a community, yeah. and you will assimilate to our community, or you, or will, you die. will die. Um, And that's the shift of the story. My voice got real deep. Well, <laughs> that's the shift of the story, and for me, I'm like, yes, it's a cult movie. And you know I love this shit. I'm like, okay, this movie is going to go two ways, and I'm really excited about it. Woo! Um, so now we have, once Sarah realizes that the shit is getting ready to blow at the fan, it's already blown at the fan in her mind. For us, it has not gotten to the fan yet. Um, she now has to decide very quickly, is she going to get in line or is she going to lay down? Mm Mm-hmm. Get down or lay down. Okay. Just like state property, dog. I'm being single. I believe it. <laughs> okay. I hope Beanie Sigel is safe during these times right now. Um, all of them. That's crazy. So anyways, um, she decides that she's actually going to fall in line. She's trying her best. She's like, I don't know. And then, you know, Jerry pulled this motherfucker gun out. And she's like, Lord, why you got this gun? Like, it's this is a whole, like, thing. Brian is way more aggressive. He had this front one. Like, he was like a fun friend from next door. And now he's like, you know, the super aggressive neighbor mm-hmm. who might be, I don't know, like you can't trust this motherfucker right no. here. He, he definitely probably has some PTSD to be person. Perfectly honest. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, given his backstory that yeah. share with us. Yeah. Um, and this shit is crazy. Honestly, if the writer did not think that far, Shout out to you, because I already, I went there. Yeah, because I'm like, dang, I didn't even think about that. Oh, wow. Shout out to you. I Shout out to if, you, Dave like, Marvel. all the people who kind of end up in this situation are kind of, like, dealing with something, and it's easy for them to be, because, you know, of course, they're looking for people without backgrounds or without, like, um, additional, you know, without family there. Also, because that doctor couple, and I guess a lawyer, doctor, whatever couple, mm-hmm. they seem like a like an odd couple. Like, they, I don't yeah. know. You know, and I mean, of course, I feel like... people. What if they force them to be together, like they force Sarah to be with that dude? Yep, that's so what I'm thinking like, about. Y'all force everyone to be with to the benefit said, the community to benefit the community. I'm like, not to say that they couldn't have fallen in love; they could have. But I don't. What I don't know if y'all came at the same time. Did y'all come as a couple? Did you come separately and they put y'all together? Like I don't know how that happened because I y'all see it's like the Sims and this motherfucker. You just make motherfuckers go together. Like this is true. Like because that's just, what happened at the cookout, girl. She basically decides that she grits through all the. T- test she shows up she turns up she turns out and sarah decides that she wants to be a part of the community she's done real good she's telling these people that i have been brainwashed i'm ready yeah, to follow i am in formation baby i don't want to i die. am ready the beat has dropped i'm in line yes 
And they get her in line, and then they bring her homegirl Lisa in there after they get her in line and move her straight to her fucking apartment. Oh, Lord. They got her a new job in there, too. She's in the community. Yes, and what's so fucked up is they quit her job for her. Like, how you call my job and say, bitch, I don't work here no more? They cut all ties. And the only thing she had to do was cut that tie with her dad was really was crazy because even though I feel like she didn't fuck with her dad, she didn't want to, like, cut him off completely. She wasn't ready for that And she still wanted his approval sometimes. And when he said he was proud of her, she was like, bitch, oh, my God. That's all I wanted to hear my whole life. Oh, my God. Why are you waiting till now? Because then I would be in this fucking situation if you would have just helped me and been supportive. Because he could have got help, got her a nice apartment. Yeah. Could have maybe done some bad. He was trying to help. And he knew he fucked up. He knew the jig yeah. was up. But he, he was still trying up. to like work through that. You know, relationships, they should have had therapy. Yeah. They should have had therapy. But they could have worked it out if she They could have, but you know. But she did it to save his life because she loved him. Yeah. She and that was, I know that y'all. was hard. That shit was hard. She yeah. was like, bitch, I hate you, motherfucker. God damn it. It was like when Chucky come to life that first time when a mama see him. Fuck you, bitch. (laughs) Oh, no. She did not want to say none of that shit to her daddy. But that's a scene that can make you, ooh, that might choke you up a little bit. Because that acting was good. The acting was good. Yeah, it touched me in my chest. But, you know. No. You know. So, as Sarah's journey goes on, she gets more accepted by the community. She's she's done the things that they have requested of her to prove that she's down with the shits. Um, And then she... uh, finally gets a job. Calvin's got a job. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a job um, on some security tech squad. Mm. So she's out here monitoring the motherfucking cameras. She's out here doing again big checks, bonuses, bonuses. Um, she's out here proving herself. Um, her homegirl, Lisa, I guess decides she wants to move into the apartment. Yeah. So they are able it. and they and she gets it and she's going through the same situation that Sarah's going through. So, um, they're like, Sarah's is like, hey, like, she's strong. She's way stronger than me. I'm crying at Sarah basically saying, I am weak, bitch. You were able to break me. Oh, wow. Knowing the bitch is scamming. <laughs> Girl. So, um, she is like, you know, she's way stronger than me. She pulls up. She's like, they have her go in and try to, like, convince Lisa. She parking the door. Lisa's like, oh, Lord. Not you. That motherfucking, <laughs> that New York gift when she's like, oh, Lord, not you. I feel like that's what Lisa hit her ass with. She's like, not you, Sarah, not you. Sarah flips the switch, hits the okie doke, basically attempts to try to bust Lisa out. Does not oh, work. It's a fatal attempt for Lisa. Damn. Because they were about to put that shit in her ear, which is a personal fear of mine. Anything mm. going into my ear, especially because... Uh, my mom used to lay me on her lap on the side and clean my ears as a child. And, you know, sometimes they go too deep and it hurts. And I'm like, uh, that's what, like, it, it, it's, it's just, just for it me. terrifies like, the oh, shit. You can accidentally out of deaf me. like that. Yeah, like, it terrifies. And my hearing is already not good. So yeah. probably because of Q-tip jamming uh, as a young warthog. But I'm, I'm here. I'm living my life. But, um, oh, yeah, I, that, that terrifies me. So when they were about to jam, I was like, please don't let them do this to Lisa. And I was so happy that Sarah was like, I'm not going to let this happen. Fuck that. Fuck that. Because you know what? I'd rather got shot in the head than y'all jamming in my ear. Fuck that. Honestly. Take me out, bro. Take and me she gone. And the girl Sarah got the gun. She take, uh, uh, what's his she name? She kills Jerry. She stabs she the shit Jerry. out of him. She does kill Jerry. And the man they paired her with, what is his Lester. name? Lester. You know what? He her arranged situation. And he was, he was very too. depressed. Um, his wife Lesser died. definitely made it clear off Bucks. He did not want to be here. Like his partner is dead. His yeah. like OG partner. 
um he didn't want to be in obviously the cult and they like removed his eye like they tortured him and they made him feel like he's he's basically signaling to sir throughout the whole situation like Like, this shit is weird don't try anything you think you fit to do don't do it i did that shit Look at me. I, I ain't got no eye, bro. Like, also, don't do it. In the picture, I feel like with the picture with his uh, deceased wife, I feel like he had the eye patch on in that picture. So that means when he came, I wonder if he came afterwards or whatever, or he came before that and he got paired with that woman. That might have been it. And it was, but she, he did say she spent, she was the one to teach me that this is my life now. Uh, that, that could be good. So that could be like what it was, and she pro- maybe this was like a chain situation. Yeah. Like she too was trying, like they like to make an example. Yeah. Like, hey, if you thought she about to try this shit, you thought it was. Yeah, let's just have a look. We can just live, okay? This is how we have to live now, which is like wow, the, the control shit like, is crazy. Who they got all these plans in place to keep this whole like building full of people under like. Oh my god, this and shit is crazy. cameras everywhere. And of course, at first when you see the cameras on the outside, it's like, okay, because she's, she's out the call, Sarah's at the call box to go to the open house or whatever, and the cameras are there, and before she does anything, it buzzes, and she comes in. And that's when Brian's like, oh yeah, we had this in because of burglary. Not burglary. No, y'all got this in here because you watching where everybody moves mm. all the time. Um, so whatever, she mm. busts out. She got the gun and Lester help Les helps her get out and he takes the gun and he's like, bitch, whatever. So, you know, some shit happened on the inside and Sarah's like, Ooh. bitch, I'm gonna get the fuck. But then she stops and while she stops This she, whole monologue. She the tears come down her, she look around and realize that, oh no. These this whole all these niggas are owned by the same higher ups. And then, and while she's stunned, the alarms go mm-hmm. the fuck off. And she's like, oh, that's even enough. And then she starts running again. Now, granted, she wasted some time. She could have cleared, like, two blocks. But I don't know how, where, like, is it a helpless soon. I want you to know that as soon as Sarah was able to get out them front doors, y'all, if I was Sarah, I would have booked it. Because you think of, I don't know what kind of, like, the reality of the time. The time that she, like, stalled to look around to get her footing and then the time that the alarms start going off up the block, I'm here to let you know, and people have been with me when, they, when shit has hit the fan in public, you gonna look up and I'm gone. I don't run. I don't run at all. But I'm here to let you know when the shit is crazy, I'm the fastest person you done fucking met in your life. Here to let you know. Okay? Mm-hmm. Almost got shot last summer. Here to let you know. I'm gone, bitch. I'm out of here. I, just, I gotta go. I'm across the street. You look up, I'm gone. I hope you was with me. So I would have came out that door, hit that corner, bitch, I'm gone. Yeah, they would have had to Shoes off, me. gone. Because when that, that alarm would have went off, bitch, I would have ran to the hood. Because guess what? I know where your ass don't got these lights in Section 8, bitch, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm running, I'm gone. I'm gone. I don't even know how long I got to run. I'm gone. Now, eventually, with these alarms go off, yes. But when they, hopefully when they throw on, At least I'm, I got like, a few blocks I'm like four alarms ahead. I can hide <laughs> in a bush. They get to be you know they got like, cameras everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, you know, you ain't got no cell phones. So hopefully you run into somebody. You can hop in, just hop in real quick. I don't know. But that's how our movie ends. Um, it's worth to watch. It's crazy as hell. Um, do some, do some background checks. Uh, yeah. 
do some background checks on this bullshit. So check the shit out. Yeah. Check the shit the fuck out. Uh, stay tuned. We do have a special interview with the... Uh, Surprise! Ha, ha, ha. We have a special interview with some special people. Um, the writer and director of One Bedroom. So, you know... Also listen. the producer, Alo. Yes. Bam. Shout bye, out bye, to bye. y'all. Alo yes. and David. Yes. Um, thanks for, once again... Um, I don't know. It just brings the drama. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sitting in and chopping it up with us. This is really fucking fire opportunity. Um, we got the chance to talk to them a little bit about the movie and the kind of things they're into, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we really hope you guys, um, enjoy this surprise interview. If you decided that you're like done listening, then thank you so much for pulling up (laughs) on us. Um, like I said, we recommend one bedroom. We think even before we were able to talk to them, it was definitely worth the watch. Like I thought I had a good time. I literally came in from work and saw Jazz was watching this and stood there and watched it the whole time. And I know somebody probably is like, girl, it wasn't that interesting, but it's that fucking interesting to me because I thoroughly enjoy cult-related group movies. That shit really stresses me out. Things yeah. that have, like, realistic-type turnouts. Like, how this realistic is that you move into an apartment or you move into a complex or something for a new house and you find out your whole neighborhood is on some Stepford shit, wild shit and then some, like, that's crazy. Damn, that's crazy. And then you thinking that you made it out in the whole the whole block? Mm-mm. Oh no, girl. Uh-uh. Like I would just I would be upset. I would be so vexed. Honestly, I'd be so vexed with myself because how the hell I allow myself to get to this point? Mm. How did I not see the signs? But also I always see the signs. You know what? Because I'm like, mm-mm. There was a few red flags. But you know, she was new. She was just trying to prove a point. She was in. green as hell. Yeah, she was green. But you I know mean, what? you know, it makes a really good story. And she kind of made it out, but didn't make it out. But bless her. But this, you know, I, mm, I'm definitely interested I would love in to see yeah, what, what happened her. afterwards or, or maybe hear about it later through another story. Place. What yeah, because do? of course they what chopped they the head off. Shit in? The fact that they were like, she was like the whole scene in the courtyard. I've killed Jerry. Jerry is dead. We could leave right now. And, and they're, they're like, what? Girl, what you talk about? We are not. We are a family. They're still like, leave? you are family here. We can, you can just stay. No. We said what we said. It was blood me. in, blood out. Jerry, we already got the tools from the OG person. Who gave Jerry the tools? The OG, bro. Mm-hmm. So now that he got the tools, if Jerry or anybody else like him died, we already got the rule book. We need you to understand that when we got branded, we was serious. When we was hanging out in here, we was serious. So... It's not too late. You could really just not do this. I would have did what she did. Honestly, I would have killed myself. It would have been over. Yeah, I probably would have had to take myself to fuck yeah, out. Yeah, because I... When I said I wanted to be over, and then he said, okay. I was like, all right, all right take me to peace. the... Take me to the king. Yes. Yes, that would have been it. Because I, I know... God, mm, bro, like, that's it. We can sort this out later, because what we not finna do, I'm not doing this shit. I done seen way too many cult films for me to accidentally yes. end up in one. Number one, I'm already mad at myself. Well, How did I end up in this? Screen around oh, and Lord. Be like, well, I was like, look, look at my choices. Come on. Put <laughs> your hand in your chin like, who's this? Ooh, what the fuck? Now you wonder, how did I get here? Oh, my God. 
I could not believe at one point in the movie they was like, she almost moved out. I said, oh, these niggas. <laughs> and they quit her job for her. Damn, you fucking my credit up, bitch. Not Cuss the co-worker out. I said, no, nah, they want Damn, you fucked up my relationship. Then the co-worker, but you know what I really did not like? Whatever they said messed up Lisa's bag. Because Lisa talked about something. Oh, she about to get fired. I said, oh, nah. Yeah, she almost got You know fired what I don't like? We said. not about to mess up nobody else's money. I also didn't like that it was white people playing on the phone. I ain't like that. I don't, I don't like play. That. Don't call my job. I ain't like that shit. Because y'all know how y'all be doing. Don't do not do that. Get playing on the motherfucking phone. I got to stuff get to do. Fire. I, ain't, I ain't like that. No me gusta. That yeah, but I don't know. What, but you know, they also like don't care. They like, bitch. I know. I don't care who your friends is. I don't care if you're cubicle mate was jesus christ i'm calling him and throwing him under the bus as well um he can go and his disciples right under the bus i'm um, going everyone's getting fired wait a minute oh lord god damn you call ma'am this is a wendy's <laughs> like what, what's going on what did the, you say you just walked in from the break room oh <laughs> come into the office wait with your bag still on your shoulder the fuck? Then you still drink your fucking smoothie and shit. You like, know what? That's the type of shit you I got, walk in. I, I get to the door turn right back. Like, okay. You still I, got six oh, minutes on your I break. Gotta, I'm about to go back home. I gotta go back home. <laughs> <laughs> you still got six minutes you on know your break. Me. And they said, fuck that. It's that serious. Fuck your break. Come in this office. No, no. Oh, it's not, day. It's not happening. Mm. Oh, God. But yes. Check that shit out and check this shit out after here. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of fun stuff coming to you. Videos. Enjoy this interview. Yeah. We hope to chop it up with y'all soon. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate everybody that's helped us thus far. We appreciate everybody that's checked us out thus far. I'm not even going to get real emotional and give y'all a speech because y'all don't have to be subjected to that. And I'll subject the people in my circle to that um, until they put me on mute. And then I just tell them in real life, I will love you forever. And then it gets real dark. And we'll be fine because I'm still whispering. And thank you so much. All right, guys. Bye. We'll buy with the ostrich gun sounds. <laughs> Confetti. Hey y'all. Um, listen. Today is just woo. Today, <laughs> today is crazy. Um, and we are. We have a lot of special guests in the building. We're we're really freaking excited about this. Um, so if you have not checked out one bedroom on Netflix, we have no idea what you're doing. Uh, so that's really just where we're gonna start there. Um, and we have a lock in David, the director, writers, and producers of the movie. And wow, thank you so much, y'all, for pulling up on us. We really, we really appreciate it. <laughs> thank, thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. <laughs> so yeah, we have just a few questions really quickly. Um, so we're just going to do this just like if you were sitting here and chopping it up with us in person. Um, because for everyone that's listening, they are not here in person. <laughs> this is the magic of the internet. Magnet. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know, my, my name's pronounced Alok. It rhymes with Alok, oh, I apologize. No, 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 it's okay. I mean, who's going to know this name, right? <laughs> so, no, but yeah. I want to know. Yeah. I'm one of those people like, please tell me so I can know properly first. I was just like, okay, Alok Mishra. I said it correctly. Alok Mishra. You got it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to start off just like we always do for everyone else. Um, what is your favorite scary movie or sub? You don't have a favorite movie. 
or, or sorry, you said our, our subgenre. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think like if I had, if I, if I ever had to name a single favorite scary movie, it's probably The Shining. Um, just cause like, it's just such a great movie. Like it's just such a beautifully made movie. It's so weird. Like we're so used to it now cause it's such a cultural sta- uh, touchstone, but like, it's so weird. It's such a strangely made movie. And Jack Nicholson's performance is like kabuki. It's a it's bizarre, like over the top performance. Um, Shelley Duvall, you've just never seen anything like her before. And I love, you know, I know that, you know, people have these crazy conspiracy theories about what it's about, but to me, it feels very clearly about um, the cycle of domestic abuse. Like, I feel like that's what he was talking about. And that's like something that is just not represented in movies or especially in the horror genre um, very often. And, you know, it's just, there's a lot to that movie and it's also just really fun to watch. Um, the, I have, sorry, I'm going to have like a 15 part answer because, um, but, uh, but in terms of what is like the scariest horror movie, it's that, that to me is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, which like I, I rarely ever want to watch that movie because it's just so grim and so intense, but like, it's just the way it's done is so, it's like a documentary and you just feel this like intense wrongness in every frame. You get to the end of it and uh, this will be a spoiler in case anyone in the world has not seen this movie yet. Um, but like you get to the end and she, you know, she gets away, but you see that look on her face at the end and you're just like this, she is not okay. And that feels like that's really what it would be like, right? If you went through something like that, like years of therapy await this, this, this poor person. Um, so like, I think it's a great movie. It's just not a, like, I can't call it my favorite because it's, you know, like, when do I ever feel like watching, like putting myself through that? So that's, that. I'll stop there so that I don't dominate the entire conversation. Well, I, I would, you know, I also love The Shining quite a lot. And I think I usually put that down. But just recently, I kind of started feeling I like, really like The Thing, the mm. John Carpenter Thing quite a lot. I think uh, Enrico, so great. Enrico Morcone just passed on and I watched it again and I kind of started crying. And I was like, this is such a great film. And like, he was such a great composer. He was actually kind of doing more of a John Carpenter thing, if we're being honest. Like, it wasn't exactly his, type, you know, it was kind of him uh, regurgitating John Carpenter in a way. But really, the, the the movie is also very grim as well. Like, it has a very dark ending where they're just sitting there and, like, watching the world burn and, like, probably going to freeze to death. Like, but it has such a coolness to it, that that last scene. Like, you know, it doesn't feel grim, right? Because you're just, like, it's Kurt Russell and Keith. I mean, they survive. I'm just, just like, happy they survived. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. what's, what's next, you know? Or did they? I feel like they're both looking at each other, like, you know? It's going, it's going down. We're going to be drunk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? But, you know, who knows? Bluff house is remaking that how do we know Again? they don't just start off right there them getting picked they, up and, you know they already remade it in 2011 no but blumhouse is doing another one uh, they, they didn't do the last one it was just it was universal yes you're right in that capacity yeah but it's john carpenter's blessing and whatever else and okay so we'll, well, see. <laughs> we'll okay. see i will reserve judgment yeah. <laughs> Just wait till it hits the streets. Just, just do that. I want to see it anyway because you know I love some body horror. Yep, it's gonna be a good time regardless. Actually, yeah. like oh, regardless you guys, of what happens, it's gonna be a good time. You, you must have seen the color out of space then. Oh, it's on our list. So we have not seen it. yet. We've been. If you like, if you like the thing and you like body horror, you're gonna dig that movie. I just saw this last week. 
for the first time because we we were going around with it at festivals, but it never quite matched up because we only had you know, festivals for a couple of days, and then mm -hmm. you'd, you'd be playing another day that we weren't there. Mm -hmm. So we never got to see it there, and then it like was on like you know VOD and competing against us, and I'm like, I cannot get something that's competing against us. <laughs> and so it came, it came on it came on Shutter, and I was like, oh, this is the reason I get Shutter. I love this, you know. And so it's on Shutter now. I've watched it twice. It, it's so good like it, it is like definitely top five for me this year i don't know exactly where it's going to suss out but like definitely top five like it's uh, you gotta watch that yeah. next just, and it's Ni it's nicholas cage in crazy nicholas cage mode you, you yeah know, you can't yeah. go wrong yeah i saw mandy and mom and dad and whoo yeah have you, have you seen I think, I think my favorite wacky nicholas cage performance is um bad lieutenant port of call have you guys seen that yeah i've seen yeah. The pieces of it. You still dance. It's, you still dance. No. <laughs> we love it. We yeah. love it. We love it. I'm a big fan of Nicolas Cage and Face Off because of oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. So ridiculous. It's so great. I want to take your space. <laughs> I, I ran I ran away to go get this t-shirt because I had the I have the t-shirt from Mandy with the tiger on it. And I was gonna show it to you, but it's in the laundry somewhere. <laughs> okay. You mean the rock and roll tiger? That's like in the background with the, I'm, I don't know, like he's wearing a tiger on his t-shirt. It's like an orange, oh, like whatever. And the eyes like, you know, were green and glow in the dark sort of. And like, you know, yeah, it was, it was, I had that shirt. Like, ah, Mandy. <laughs> we can still pretend like it happened. Yes, no, that was great. <laughs> Beautiful weapons. Yeah. Beautiful oh, weapons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So. We're gonna switch into one bedroom really quickly, you know, interview hat on. <laughs> um, so how did you guys, and excuse me if you hear a noise, we live and are stationed by an airport. And of course there's people around us doing stuff because they're home because of COVID. So everybody's letting y'all know. <laughs> um, so how did we even get on one bedroom? Like I know David, you've done some films and things in the past, like shorter kind of films I've done. <laughs> um and so how do we land on what bedroom like is this um a personal experience something that just drummed up in you guys's head like how do we get here uh well the 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 story started for me when i first moved to la i came down here for film school when i was pretty young and um and the the character in the movie um of sarah really bears a lot of resemblance to to sort of the way i felt when i got here I was I've never been a particularly confident person and I um you know I, there was I I had I brought some of that sort of like timidity to LA with me and I'd never really lived you know I'd been to college but I'd never lived um you know in a big city that I didn't know by myself this was my first time kind of moving to a place like that um and I lived in an apartment complex that is really now it's kind of weirdly similar actually even visually to the one that ended up in the movie um and uh i just there was something about it that i found so creepy and surreal um you know that there's something about la where everything looks really cheery there's palm trees there's a pool you know and yet no interaction goes beyond skin deep. Like, you know, we would be, I'd be walking down the breezeways. I would see the same people. I would wave to them. I didn't know any of their names after a year of living there. Um, you know, and these people I'm sharing walls with them. They're walking overhead. Like, you know, if, if, if something like is happening right now happened in the world back then, like I was like, these are the people I'm going to have to rely on. Right. I don't know anything about them. And that was what sort of got the wheels turning in my head for, you know, the idea of just something 
a, something trying to get at the, the creepiness of that kind of environment. And then at the same time, I was reading a lot about um, utopian communities and, and religions and things, a lot of which start in LA. LA really is a breeding ground for those things. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was really, I was just fascinated with it. And those two ideas kind of collided. Um, and that, that really formed the basis of the story. Um, and then, you know, I wrote it. It was one of the first feature scripts I wrote. So I wrote it years ago and then oh. kind of put it aside um, and went off and I was doing other things. And, and I, I kind of came back to writing years later um, and I wrote another script that um, got a little bit of attention and it got me uh, representation. And my, my managers were like, well, what else have you got? Show us, show us one of your other scripts. And I was like, I don't have anything like this, this, I've been working on this script for like a year and a half. Like, um, and so I, uh, I didn't have anything else. So I, I dug that out and gave it a quick update and sent it to them. And then to my surprise, they really responded to it um, and said, you know, we think we can, we can set this up and, and get you to direct it. Um, so I went off and I spent a few months rewriting it um, and got it back to them. And then they, they sent it out and it got into Alok's hands. Yes. Grubby, money grubbing producer hands. <laughs> we, always, we always make that joke. That's a <laughs> joke. Yeah. That. I just do this. It's, it's interesting. It's uh, funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what happened was that uh, David's managers, uh, mm -hmm. Allard Cantor and Jared Murray, have a company called Epicenter, and Jer mm -hmm. uh, Allard went to high school with my wife. And so I had one of those lunches with, with Allard, like these douchebag LA lunches where you talk about yourselves and what you're, what you're working on. And, and so I, I you know, told him, like, listen, send me some scripts, uh, horror mm -hmm. stuff, elevated horror stuff. So he sent me two scripts, one of which was Tragedy Girls, which is a terrific movie. Uh, if you haven't seen that, uh, Tyler McIntyre, uh, also I think client over at, uh, at Epicenter directed. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, what happened was that I read it and I, I, I didn't read it. I didn't read it for six months. That's what happened, actually, if I'm being truthful. I, because I'm a bastard this way, but because I was working on something else and I, you know, that fell through and I was like, oh, I got to find something. And so I read both the scripts and for the, the tragedy girls, I was like, that's a pass because I used to test movies for a living. I did market research for film for all the different studios here in town. And I always found that with the horror comedies, they, you couldn't satisfy both audiences. Like the horror audience, there's too much comedy or the comedy audience is too much horror. Um, so I was like, I told them, my listen, it's a pass for me for that one. And they're like, yeah, we just finished shooting it like a week ago. And I was like, ah, what do I know? <laughs> so then, but I, but I saw David's script and it was a, an amazing script. On the page, it was great. And I immediately you know, talked to my producing partner, Shane Borster. We have a company called Malevolent Films. Mm -hmm. And we were like, both like, we're just like, this is it. This is amazing. We need to, you know, meet with this guy as soon as possible. So we did meet, had the same sensibilities, you know, he's very kind, nice, and horribly intelligent person. Like, you know, so, uh, in, in an amazing way, and and also just just a nice guy, just a nice person. You know, you can you can you you make a film. I mean, it literally is like you know going on a road trip, and the car breaks down, and you're like, well, what can we do? We can yell at each other, or we can be like, all right, let's methodically think this out. It's not the end of the world. And and we had a lot of breakdowns even before the movie started, right? So that that was something. But I'm sure you'll get to that at some point. But anyway, long story short. Uh, we decided to go with him. He was a first-time writer-director. We were first-time producers, and we were like, oh, "What can go wrong?" Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! 
And it's crazy. That's the first time it was something that came out so well. For like, oh, this yeah. is the first time kind of, you know, really doing a big thing. And I'm like, no, that was really good. I couldn't tell. I, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is good. Okay. <laughs> we had, you know, we had a lot of friends and a lot of allies that like, you know, helped us for like free. Just, I mean, they, you know, they, I mean, I'm sure they'll see money one day for sure. Uh, but uh, right now, like, you know, we had our, our sound guy was my high school slash college roommate, right? And he does all these big movies like Alice in Wonderland and like, you know, wow. 21 Jump Street and stuff like that. And like, he just like got us into Sony like on the weekend so we could like, you know, do the sound and stuff like that. And everything, when you don't have money, everything takes longer, let's say too. And so that was kind of part of our journey that we had with David where, you know, we did, we shot it like in December of 2017. And then we realized that, you know, we only had 15 days to shoot it. That's the money we had at the time. And we realized that, listen, if we're going to make this great, we need to go back and get a couple more days. And so we had to wait to get, you know, get the band back together, so to speak, uh, until like August, August, September, actually, I want to say. And like, uh, two years like right now we were, we were just like i put something on facebook yesterday that's like ah last day of shooting for one we are two years ago right um so you know we did all of that and then we tried to apply to festivals and everything else and it went along a certain trajectory where we weren't finished with the film but we weren't getting into festivals and so finally when we got into shape we got into fantasia fest and then we had a really great festival run that you know, kind of built awareness and got us a lot of nice press and different things like that and then also we found a sales agent distributor. Uh, ours is called Dark Sky, and they're they're great. They're very boutique kind of uh, thing um, going on over there, and uh, they were able to launch us in the, the correct way during COVID, which is terrible, obviously. But you know, yeah, you, but you know, bad luck on one hand, but good luck in the way that it overperformed on like VOD, so that like Netflix, who had originally rejected us, then came back and you know took us in. So, you know, all these different things happen along this sort of pathway to, to make this movie, but we were just very patient with each other and, you know, very family-like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and we're making another movie with David, we, his next movie, which we can't talk about, by the way. Okay, uh, well, that's but, all I need to know. <laughs> kind of J.J. Abrams the shit out of that, I'm sorry. It's like, what a, can I curse on this, by the way? I feel absolutely. Like <laughs> we were trying to keep it cute, but <laughs> absolutely. Right. I'm not to curse too much. I cursed a lot last night on another one, and I was just like looking at myself with disgust. Even for me, that was too much. Was this, like, okay. this is the safe space. This is this is how we we keep a sense of community here. So <laughs> safe space is fine. Not like no pun intended. Not like that. Power of community. <laughs> exactly. So y'all said y'all ran into a few snafus. Yes. Like, was it really bad? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the movie's not going to go forward, man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we almost didn't ever even get to start shooting. Um, the I think the two big catastrophes during pre-production, one was that there were, uh, you know, uh, the more things change, the more they say the same. There were wildfires in LA. Oh. And they were, I think they were close enough to where we were shooting to the apartment. Is that correct? No, they were, they, while oh, no, they were near the production office. Yeah, yeah, production office. It was on Mulholland. Like if you look at video, if you look, look at the Mulholland fire, it looks like mm -hmm. something out of Lord of the Rings. It looks like Mordor. Like, like when you, people are going down the freeway and everything is burning on every side. And you're just like, this is like driving to hell. Like, Absolutely. so our production office was right there it's across this, this is all happening across the street from the the getty museum let's say we're on the other side yeah. of the freeway and so we 
they wouldn't let us even go to the production office. And like, we didn't know if it had burned down or not. We were trying to look on Google Earth, but it was just a plume of smoke in the general area where that, where that office was. So we're like, we told everybody, hey, listen, we're moving it to my house, okay? We're gonna do it at my house. And so, you know, we did that. That was like, you know, one of the things Dave's referring to. And, and the other thing, um, I don't know if you want to tell it, Dave, or not, but the-, the uh, um, Yeah, we, we had some, uh, we had a, uh, a series of casting disasters all at the same time. So we had originally cast uh, in the lead um, a uh, kind of a higher profile actress um, mm -hmm. who had her own TV show and she was interested in the project. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I flew out to Toronto to rehearse with her and it was all set to happen. And then, I don't know, four days, five days before we were supposed to start Monday, shooting? The Monday before the Thursday we were shooting. Okay, so four days before we were supposed to start shooting, she just abruptly dropped out with no, didn't even give a reason, just like, eh, I don't feel like it. You know, we were shooting over Christmas break and my theory is that part of it is she just didn't want to give up her Christmas vacation from her TV show. Um, you know, and it's not like we were paying her you know, much money for, for her. So yeah. in any event, she dropped out and we had also cast a friend of hers as Brian. So he dropped out. And uh, the same day, maybe, uh, we had cast this, um, this, this wonderful older lady to play Miss Stanhope. Mm -hmm. And uh, her husband, uh, died essentially just suddenly died and so she had to drop out so so we went in we were four days from shooting and we had lost sarah brian and miss stanhope yeah so we Very were important. so at that point we were like yeah i don't know if we're gonna if we're gonna shoot but alok and shane did their did their thing well, we, we, you know, we, we all put our own money in this movie, right? Like, a, you know, mortgage my house, allegedly. And uh, so, like, I was like, we are going to find somebody, you know? So we, we actually, you know, to David's credit, like, um, his, his, or he actually wanted Nicole Bryden Bloom, who plays Sarah, originally. Like, he wanted her above all others. And we literally had to corner him in a room and be like, listen, this TV actress, she's got like 3 million Instagram followers. She immediately puts us in the black. We'll fly you out to Toronto to, to work with her. You know, come on, like, let's do this. Let's make some money here, you know? And, um, and, and so she so sweetly came back and said, we, we went to her, and she's in New York, by the way. So oh. she, she said yes, and she kind of flew out here just like, you know, two days, one day's, two days notice, and uprooted her life and flew out here. And it was sort of interesting in a way because, like, you know, you know Sarah, the character, is sort of new to L.A., and also Nicole Bryden Bloom was new to LA and she got like three hours of the rehearsal with David and then just came on and fucking did that thing. Right. Yeah. And then, and then the other, so we got, we got her, got her out and then we're sitting here on Friday. We're supposed to shoot on Monday and mm -hmm. we still don't have two characters. And so what happened was that I, I begged people to send me reels of like people they'd worked with. And like my friend um, sent me a reel for uh, miss for, for Susan David uh, Davis, who, you know, had been a huge character actor, like great career. She's mm -hmm. like, um, she's the mom in war games and stuff. So she, she she's yeah. the pro. And so she, the reel I got from her had a number at the end of it. I called the number thinking it's going to be an agent or manager. It's actually her. And so I was like, okay, this is highly inappropriate, but I'm going to pitch you the movie. <laughs> I'm going to pitch you us. And so let's see what happens. And by the end of the conversation, she was like, well, you know, I've never been in a cult movie before. And like, I was like, all right, at 11.30 a.m. we signed her. Like, this is from 9.30, 11.30, done, you know? But we still haven't signed the, um, the Brian part.
part yet. Yeah. And so we were just like losing our minds. We're sitting at Barney's Beanery, like, ah, oh, what are we gonna do? We're not gonna shoot our movie. Like, it's like, we, we came, we're coming so close, and we're gonna like fail. But we asked for favors from everybody we knew, like Jason Blum and his head of post-production was friends with us. And they, they were calling CAA and ICM to stay open late for a little movie. And, and it, we finally got a call from Gersh, who was very helpful with his entire production. Um, and it, we had gotten Giles Maddie. And what had happened, we found out, is he was driving down from San Francisco and had to pull over side the road and then like read the script on his phone. And he only read his part and then said, yes. And we were like, ah, we're making a movie. Let's see if everyone shows up on Monday. <laughs> and they did. They did it all. Glad it happened. So, yeah. Because listen, I, I paid money. I was like, oh, I'm ordering this on demand. Ooh. Nice. Literally. <laughs> so shout out to her. Yeah. I walked in yeah. from so she, um, we're both educators. Yeah. Uh, so Jazz works, she works from home and I work with the tiny friends. So I'm out in the streets. Um, so I came home from work and I was just, you know, just chopping up with her. We usually just, you know, check in when at the end of the day. Um, and I was like, oh girl, what you watching? I said, oh, this movie crazy. I literally stood, <laughs> I walked in about 30 minutes into the movie and stood in that spot until the movie was over. Yeah, she came in when it nice. turned, as soon as it turned left, she was like, what is going on? I said, oh no, baby, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> she couldn't get out of there. It's too bad. I helped run our social media, right? Because, you know, you do wear many hats as an independent producer. And I swear to God, I've seen so much stuff. Like, you know, I, I you know, I used to test movies and, you know, we'd always, there's a higher percentage of people that actually go to see movies that are African-American and also, um, or should I say black, actually. Black is the now, you're supposed to say that, right? And Hispanic, like, right? And so we'd always test movies and we'd have 50% of the audience be you know uh, black and hispanic and the rest would be everybody else right so they they always know that it appeals to you know different races different ways but here's the thing like you know i didn't know that this movie was going to have such an appeal and i swear i get so many of the tweets are just like you know basically by people going oh my gosh this movie's crazy as as f this movie is like this no girl don't go in there and like you know it's it's it, it is it's amazing the response we've gotten and i just you know i can't wait i'm glad you know we tried to have a diverse cast and that was a part of our missive and everything like that. We, I mean, we did, we, de we definitely tried to do that and stuff. And I think even for any sequels we'd ever do, we want to definitely do that too as well. You know, it's, it's a thing where it's important to us. It's important to everyone. I think that we have to, you know, represent definitely like everybody can't just be whatever, but I'm so happy that you exactly said that, you know, like, it's crazy. I need to get out of here. It's always like, you know. It felt like too much real life. Um, we also are in the middle of transitioning, so we're so we're about to move literally in less than a month. <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> we're literally just going up the street from where we are now. Oh, but, okay. Um, but it's not. But still, it's a pandemic. We're not getting too crazy. Okay. <laughs> I watched the movie again today, and I was home alone, and I'm just like watching it. And I'm hearing noises because you know, of course, you hear other people, and I'm like, oh no. See, I should I should have waited for Cat to come home. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Also, the type of person I'm I so am. Tickled. I'm so tickled when people are disturbed by the movie, and I'm like doing our Twitter sometimes, and I'm like, "Well, don't look out the window right now, because we might be." <laughs> I like stuff like that. One, we love cult movies, so I, as soon as I figured out what was going on, I was like, "Oh, absolutely not!" <laughs> like, at the, like we've already said spoilers, so anybody that's listening, whatever, we're tired. Um, <laughs> at the end of the movie, um, when Sarah, you know, finally gets out. My, I literally looked at her, I said, why is she not running? What's she doing? Why is she <laughs> I'm taking a nap? 
air. I'm like, girl, you need to be running. And then all the alarms, I'm like, you didn't waste about 10 minutes of your time because you could have been down the street calling the Uber. You playing games. You took your shoes off and you should have ran. And now you're looking into the camera. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a fair, that's a fair, that is a fair criticism. I, uh, I, even when I, when I wrote, so that, that's a scene, that final scene was, we, we, the apartment building that we got to shoot the, um, the exteriors at, did not support the ending I had originally written. So the, the original ending was similar to, to what's in the movie. It wasn't quite, mm -hmm. quite the same, but it was similar. But when you got outside that apartment complex where we shot, mm -hmm. if you looked on the other side of the street, it was all single family houses. You looked down the street, single family houses. There were no other apartment buildings. So, you know, when we secured that location, you know, we, had, we didn't have money. So we, we just had to, you know, when an apartment building said yes, and it looked pretty good from the inside, we we're like, we got to take this. So then I really quickly rewrote a new ending that took place inside the complex. And we shot that and none of us were particularly happy with it. Okay. Um, and so that was one of the things that Alok was talking about the reshoots we did. Mm. One of the things we really wanted to do in the reshoots was get the ending that we'd always wanted to get. And so, you know, so with that time, I was able to go find like just the right looking street of apartment buildings and, you know, and, and write and kind of like work on that ending a little bit and, and write, you know, the ending that, that we all wanted. Um, and I remember even when I was writing it, I was like, I was like, if I was like watching this, I would be like, I would be exactly having the reaction you're having. Like, why are you standing there? But it's like, you, you need, you need her to take in certain things, right? You want like, dramatically you want to kind of extend the moment a little bit I, I tried not to push it too far but yeah they're like you did good you, you know, should have been running <laughs> but legit, well you know logistically the part problem was we had her coming from around the corner right you'll notice this she comes around from around yeah. the corner and then she stops in front of that building and it's so so you can see now the whole length of the street right and we didn't we didn't have time like it was like literally we were just like trying to like get things right because mm -hmm. we didn't have we we're losing you know hours and whatever da, da, da. and even the part when she like grabs her like does her fist like I, I went to David and I was like can we just do one more and he's like no we gotta go <laughs> next thing next thing you know, it's like I was like we couldn't even so there was no time to get even an extra running shot because you, you have like the guy with the camera running running yeah. behind her and then in front of her and you know you're just like don't drop the camera just don't fucking drop the camera <laughs> <laughs> so it was like we were just sweating that so bad and it was like i was like as, as a producer you're just like oh, we got what we could get in the time that we had and that's what it is yeah. but every time we talk about it, it does does i do feel that twinge that twinge of regret that we couldn't get a little bit more you know okay. we got what we got but that ending that ending is batshit crazy right don't you like that ending though like, like the whole like lights going on down the street like twilight zone kind of like batshit crazy stuff right yeah, she's stuck it wouldn't have mattered if you would have ran because girl how far are you going to run and how fast is because i mean the real thing is you all created an ending that i'm pretty sure we're not the only ones having this conversation i'm pretty sure mm -hmm. multiple people have had this conversation but high key low key high key that's what you want because now even if you guys don't come back and revisit the story we've now taken it to the next step like okay where does she did go because she, she obviously mm -hmm. she started running did someone catch up with her like what's going well, on so you're, you're talking about yeah. it and that's like one of the main things about it like there's this old kind of adage or kind of style of horror movie like especially in the 70s and 60s they'd, they'd flash something that said the end or is it right <laughs> this is sort of like that in a way but it's like it's it's it's, it's amazing the kind of different reactions you get though 
because people were just like, I hate this movie. Like, you know, I don't, I went with her this entire time and I don't know if she got away or not. And, and other people were like, holy shit, that's crazy. I can't wait to see part two, right? Like, so there is sort of like a conversation that's been sparked from the ending, I would tell you. Mm, yeah. Okay, well, Listen. just gonna do like that. Okay, okay, yeah. Excuse me. So we briefly talked about uh, part two. And you briefly said what you said. So what's next for y'all? Just in general, like not necessarily revolving around one bedroom, like what is next for you? Well, I mean, uh, 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 my producing partner, Shane Morris, and I are going to do, um, you know, sadly, one movie without David. Uh, uh, you know, well, you never know, because that could just fall through and then we'll just have to do David's movie, right? Like, but, uh, but um, it, it, we're trying to do this movie called Emergent and it's by this uh, writer director called Mar Marcel Sarmiento and he did this movie Dead Girl and he's really great and creative and it's going to be more of a sci-fi horror thing that's all I can tell you I can't tell you more than that and then okay. David's thing can tell you anything about but it's <laughs> better than 1BR and we are trying to figure to you know shoot that hopefully in the in the spring and you know or early summer but hopefully like you know spring because you know there's a lot of things were that are being juggled here in terms of variables because we you know COVID, COVID. where can you shoot where are we going to shoot you know it's like uh, we're going to eastern yes. europe for this are we going to you know it's 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 a thing where uh, we have to be very cognizant to 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 not put people in harm's way yeah. And, you know, if there's a vaccine, maybe things change and go back to normal or something. But, you know, we're trying to, to kind of take meetings for that right now. And then after we each do, you know, our, something different than, you know, 1BR, we'd love to come back to that universe again and expand on it some more. Because I think people, I mean, listen, people are watching it a lot on Netflix. I mean, you know, you saw we were like number one, like on Netflix, I'm sure. Yeah, and stuff like trending, that. yes. So, you know, top five for a week, which is just insane. Cause like, I don't, I can tell you this, like doing our own research of the available data. Like, I think we're the highest debuting horror movie on Netflix for the year. I mean, really? we're, we, we beat out like, you know, Jamie Foxx's movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You well, I didn't even watch that. Was, for one, for one day, look, Jamie Foxx is the king, man. They were on the, they were, <laughs> they were, they were oh, listen, listen. 13 days. Game respects game. Like it's a thing, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, that movie's actually pretty good. I, I didn't, I, I, you know, I, I actually would watch that again. Um, but, but it was amazing that our little no-budget film could beat that film. Not $85 million movie, you know, was beaten by our film, you know. So any which way. Um, it, it, it's exciting. I know that people are going to want to see a sequel. Well, we want to give you a sequel. I mean, hell, I'd love to put that sequel in the theaters and let everyone see it, you know. Like, that would be a kind of an interesting thing, don't you think? And if enough people watch it on Netflix, and enough people tell their friends, more importantly, tell their friends. Because when I used to tell test movies, it was a thing, there was a score on there that said, would you definitely recommend the film, right? Yeah. And that word of mouth and you telling your friend to go see this movie is more powerful than any trailer that we can cut, right? You telling your friend, you have the street cred to say, listen, this, you know me, you know, I know horror, please go see this movie. Is gonna is gonna help us more than anything else. So I would tell anybody who's listening, any of your view, your listenership, please, please, please tell your friends if you like the movie. If you don't like it, then still tell them. I mean, people tell us stuff all the time that they don't like, and I, I mean, everyone's not gonna like 
everything, right? So if someone goes, oh, I don't like this, I'm gonna go, okay, literally, I'm, oh, cool. I'm just watching anyways, because I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I've just wasted X, Y, Z time. Cool, that's fine. Yeah. I saw yeah. something else. And then tell I've seen yeah, the good news. Yeah. The good news is that we're tight 90 minutes. Tight 90 minutes. Perfect. So, you know, favorite. not that much of a commitment. If, if, that's your advertising slogan. If you don't like it, it'll be over soon. <laughs> well, actually, that's important because sometimes I have a suspicion you don't like it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I think, especially for, for a, a small scale movie, for a horror movie like this, like, I, I'm a big fan of the 90 minute runtime. Um, and as, as the uh, as the parents of a, a two and a half year old, my wife and I are always looking for the shortest movie we can possibly watch because otherwise we will definitely fall asleep during it. <laughs> I fall asleep all the time. I, yeah. I, I, I'm with the tinies all day, so oh, when yeah. I come home, it's oh, nap time. I don't know how you do it. You are a saint, by the way. Wow. Like... You know what? <laughs> Too, because she has teens. Yeah, middle um, school. So patience. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, right now, look, I love my son a whole lot, but the weekends are not relaxing. <laughs> like, I get through the weekend, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy it's Monday. He looks like the parents at work. <laughs> yeah, because at two, they are a lot. Yeah, exactly. They're a lot at that age. I, had I, I always make sure now that we go see our parents at least one or two of those days. Mm. So, like, my brother and sister are all over there, too. So, like, someone's taking care of the baby. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's happening. Same. Are we all going to the pool? And then, like, one of us has to definitely keep an eye on that baby because, like, that she's my baby's two, uh, two years old, just turned two, and oh. she's she. One thing that's been good about COVID is I've been swimming with her every day, so it's been a nice like sort of learning experience for us both. Like, I looked on YouTube to like learn videos to like help her learn how to swim, and it worked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she can swim the width of the pool now by herself. Nice. So. <laughs> Also, if you put them in the pool, they get tired and they take naps. And they go to sleep. Yes. I'm talking about right there, too. But she goes, she, we do it around four or five, end of the day. End of the day is when we do it. Okay. And then uh, and she, go, she goes to sleep on time, though. That's the thing, you know? Yes. That's okay. We, no, can, we can chat later really if you guys need some tips. Yeah, sorry, we're getting, we're getting, we only have some no, time. We've got to get on other questions. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I have to, oh, David, what's next for you? Uh, what's next for me is this movie that Alok won't let me talk about. Okay. Um, I, I am, but I'm, 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 while they're, they're out trying to, you know, drum up the money and, and get us the meetings, I'm, uh, I'm sitting at home and doing the world's longest rewrite. It's, you know, the COVID has really um, th thrown a monkey wrench in, in all of our lives, I think, but I'm, I'm just working away on the, on the rewrite of that. And uh, I'm excited about the direction it's going. So I'm, I'm excited to, finally be able to show it to to the guys it's so good by the way okay. even, even the version before we started rewriting it i mm -hmm. i reread it today for whatever reasons and i was like ah i forgot how good that end is <laughs> i wish we could talk about it. you know we're, we're, we're trying to like you know jj abrams for example does a really good job of keeping it in the box right like yeah. what's in the box i'm not telling you what's in the box you're gonna find out and it might just sneak up on you it might just like appear like you know like you know who knows so we try to like keep it quiet for a second. All right, that's fine. Um, you know, got to keep your secrets. Yeah. Also keep your secrets safe because people will definitely try to, because I feel like One Bedroom came out and it's kind of unique. And, you know, I hope there's not a bunch of other apartment movies coming out later. Because I'm like, come on, don't do that. Just like, you know. There's, 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 one, there's one Netflix movie that has almost the same logo as our movie now. Like it doesn't say 1BR, but it says something else. And it's like the exact same color and like whatever. And I'm like, huh. 
Hmm. Oh, no. Did they take the? <laughs> Probably I hadn't not noticed that. that. Yeah, I'll show it to you, Dave. I, I'll yeah. it to you. <laughs> I mean, I would take it. I would take it as a compliment. If somebody wants to rip us off, that means we have something worth ripping off. It's, it's like a TV show, I think, and it has nothing to do with our thing. But it just looks <laughs> like ours, kind of. And I'm like, are you trying to steal our shit? <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely excited for what you guys have coming out because it seems like y'all work well under pressure mm -hmm. and you roll with the punches. And I feel like um, that's what really helps movies get along because I don't know if y'all have seen One Cut of the Dead, but it's like the behind the scenes situation. I really want to see like, that. Yeah. That's I a great film. Yeah, I haven't seen song. it yet, but I, it looks awesome. I really want to see if you have, um, If you have Shudder, do you guys have Shudder? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's the best money spent, like three ninety nine a month. It's like like one fourth of a price of a beer in Los Angeles in a bar, right? <laughs> like, I mean, how much enjoyment does that give you every month? And also, oh. so well curated that it literally. I mean, I'm doing a commercial for them. They should pay me some money. But like, they 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 <laughs> literally they have so much old cool stuff that I've never seen. Like, I never saw Prom Night Two, Mary Lou, and I never saw Sleepaway Camp, and I watched all three of them in one day, and it's so good. I mean, the first one's not good. It has a great ending, but then the second one and the third one are terrific. And they star like Bruce Springsteen's like sister, who's really cute and like whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, holy shit, like Colorado Space is in there too. But like, um, what was I gonna say? There was a reason we were talking about that. Uh, the, ooh, I was coming to a point for something. Now I forget my point. It's okay, it happens. Yeah, no, 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 what was a uh, Shutter? I saw something on Shutter, never mind. I'll come back to it. Anyways, um, next question or we were, <laughs> I wanna make sure we're cognizant or, or just uh, of, of Dave's time. Cause uh, we have like, 15 more minutes, I would tell you, just so we can get him oh, on no family stuff and everything, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, well, you know, as we wrap it up really quickly, on the topic of um, movies, and obviously you putting your good coins to use watching Shudder, do you all have any um, recommendations or fun movies you've checked out since kind of being in lockdown and just kind of be like, we all need to check this out? Hmm. Oh, I got y'all. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I have several. I have several. I will tell you um honeymoon phase is pretty awesome uh it's actually uh it's on vod right now mm -hmm. uh check that one out um mm -hmm. if you've never seen the movie on the festival circuit we were on like um harpoon uh is if you've not seen that you need to see that i i, I don't know quite where it's streaming i think it's someplace i forget amazon or what have you amazing film dead dicks i know great title mm -hmm. right uh uh, also an amazing film. It's actually kind of weirdly about horror and mental illness, which is not usually something you see sort of like, you know, in, in a real sense, not like it's like, ah, mentally, I'm just gonna murder you tonight. You know, it's actually in a different sense. And it's really great. Um, the filmmakers over there are husband wife duo. We met at Fantasia, uh, oh. terrific film. Swallow, I love Swallow. If you haven't seen that, mm -hmm. it's really like the most uncomfortable movie you'll probably see this year, pretty much. Great. And then coming out, something we got a chance to see, I think David and I, um, is a movie called Host. And it's coming out it. October. What's that? Whoa, you said Host? No, no, it's not the one on Shudder. Oh. Unfortunately named because of the one on Shudder. <laughs> but it's a movie called Host, plural, S, Hosts. And oh. it is going to be released October 2nd on VOD. It is probably, and I'm going to, steal Stephen King's quote for The Evil Dead, uh, the most ferocious movie, one of the most ferocious movies of the year. Don't, don't, you know, you better be ready to, to have some nightmares or maybe <laughs> turn the lights on for an hour after you watch it. Yes. It's unsettling. It's unsettling for sure. Yeah. 
But I also like Coast as well, by the way, on Shutter. I thought that was a good movie, but 55 minutes seemed weird to be called a movie in that regard. But, you know, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and I thought it was effective. So it's a good movie too. Anyways, Dave, sorry. Um, no, I was going to say, so yeah, just I, mostly, you know, two and a half year old. So I don't watch a ton of movies anymore. But um, when we were on the circuit, um, another one we were on the circuit with was a movie called Vivarium. Um, which is really awesome. It's that's totally wacky. It's also weird. It has some weird thematic resonances with with our movie. So it's an interesting companion piece for that. Um, and then probably my favorite movie that I saw on the festival circuit. It's not out yet. I think it got. It was supposed to come out from a twenty four in theaters, but it got delayed from COVID. Mm. But whenever it does come out, um, it's a movie called Saint Maud, and it is unbelievable. It is so good. Like, I mean, it's, I think it's one of my favorite movies of the year, regardless of, of horror movies. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's so, it's so incredibly good. And, sh and the, <clears throat> the woman who made it, Rose Glass is like infuriatingly young. She's like in her twenties. It, it kills me, but she's and super she's nice. And yeah, she's, it, it's so like, just the moment that's available, go see it. You know, Vast of Night, it's on uh, Amazon, also a great film. Like, I thought that, like, I, I look at Vast of Night and I'm just like, I'm just envious. You know, I'm like, God damn it. Why couldn't we come up with something that good? <laughs> you know? My mom always said I'm a bad loser and a bad winner. Because I'm always like, if I win, I'm like, in your face, in your face. And if I lose it, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> but that's a great film too, Vast of Night. Um, platform on Netflix, have you guys mm -hmm. seen it yet? No, not yet. I didn't like the end as much, I'll say that. I, they could have used a test screening or two to kind of you know, mold that a little, little bit, I would tell you guys, because the rest of it's so good. It's like the Spanish version of The Cube, if you've ever seen that. Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that definitely yeah. sounds good. I speak Spanish, so I'm like, wow, about to put this in, I'm gonna watch it in Spanish, so. I mean, it, it's, well, yeah, you can do, do that. I mean, the, uh, they've done such a good job with the software now. That the, the lips and everything else and everything, they kind of match up almost perfectly. But the, you know, the voices are obviously kind of, kind of hokey and mm -hmm. stuff, like, you know, all kinds of like uh, dubbed over stuff is, but it, it kind of works either way, I'll be honest. Okay, I'm interested in all of these. Some of them I've seen, a few are in the list. Yes, a few of them is on our personal cues, our paired cue situation. So, and you gave us a lot that we have Dude, not color, out you need to see that. Yeah. Like, Right away, right away. Oh, and I'm only like... Lorna, Lorna. Have you guys seen that one? The one on Shutter. that yeah, I don't yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the curse, but the other one. Mm -hmm. not, the, not the shitty one. The... Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen that one. No, we did a spoiler. Everyone knows that one's shitty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that definitely we've seen that one. It's really good. Beautifully shot. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Gorgeous and so interesting. Like, I, I you know, um, they have, again, so much good stuff on Shutter. Terrified and like, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. Like, that, that movie scared the shit out of me, Terrified. I was watching it by myself. My wife was away someplace and I was like, all right, I'm going to turn the lights on for a second. <laughs> yeah, the dead boy takes me out every time. He's just sitting at the table, like I was like, oh, oh, no, hanging out, just hanging out, like dead, dead boy. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. He doesn't even do anything. I'm just like that, that, that whole beginning part with the, I mean, um, we're spoilers, but like you know, the bathtub where things. Yeah, that's like, where I was like, they're trying to make Guillermo del Toro. Have you seen it, Dave? No. I've never oh. even heard of it. What's it called? Terrified? It's called a different name in the language that it is, you know, if it's a Portuguese or I forget what, but like. Um, it's Spanish, but like Spain, Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. But it's, 
you, you, if you get Shutter, you're going to see it. I mean, there's so, there's such a richness that you can kind of go through Shutter with and just be like, okay, I can give you and all the Billy Bob Thornton stuff. Oh, this is what I was trying to say before about Shutter. One cut of the dead. Yes. Watch the uh, Joe Bob Briggs. The last you watch the last drive-in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is one of the best shows in the world because basically this guy just breaks down all these movies and he's like a horror icon, like you know, he's the, the Night Flight stuff back in the day. Da da da. But he gives the best monologue in One Cut of the Dead about making films. He has this whole thing where he talks about um, everyone always comes up to me at like different like conventions or different film festivals. Hey, you know, Joe Bob, I have this movie I want to make and, and, you know, but I can't do it because I'm like, a, I work in an auto body shop or whatever. And Joe Bob Briggs didn't tell us, he says, listen, you are not an aspiring filmmaker anymore. You're a filmmaker. You may have your day job, but everything you do from this point on is to be a filmmaker. If you have to like, you know, your family's always getting in your case because they're like, oh, it's taking you like three years to make your movie, da, da, da. Doesn't matter. Screw them. You're making your movie. And you're, however long it takes, it takes. And guess what? You don't need to move to Hollywood to do this. There's all this available information on the internet. The camera equipment is cheaper than it ever was. You don't need to go to USC or, or NYU or anything like that. And it's so inspirational. It literally made me cry when I watched it because it was just, it was so good. And, and that's the great thing about Shudder, again, is that they have that show. But you can just look that monologue up if you want to and inspire yourselves. Like, that's what I would tell any aspiring filmmaker. Because, like, we listen, two and a half years ago, we were just some guys sitting in a hotel, like, you know, bar having a coffee. And we were like, I think we can do this. Mm -hmm. And we had so much trouble doing it. But we did it. And then after we did it, like, we worked hard at trying to promote it and do whatever else. And now it's the number one fucking movie on Netflix, right? Like, this is just like, if we can do it, you can do it kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. and, and watch that monologue. I swear to God, it'll inspire you. It really will. It, it's, it's called, it's called uh, Joe, you look on YouTube, Joe Bob Briggs, Keep Rolling. Because for One Cut of the Dead. But okay. you got to see One Cut of the Dead. I saw that. I swear, it's yeah. a great film. It's a great film. Inspired. Inspired. I think it was my top four or five movies a year it came out. For sure. So. It was fun. Yeah. Cool. And since you make films, you relate. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I know you have to dad and dad it up. So <laughs> we really much appreciate you guys pulling up. Um, I, I, I have 50,000 questions, but you know, we could just, we'll talk we later. Got, we, got, we'll do, we got seven more, we got seven more minutes if you want. Nah, we'll do, we'll no, do, no, it's flowing. We'll do another one. We'll do another one sometime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Any, anytime, listen, anytime you want to have us on, if you have like, for example, uh, best of the year show or anything like that, I, I, I guarantee we'll come on for you. Maybe we can bring some extra, some other people. How about that? I mean, you know, the more the merrier because yeah. we love to chop it up. <laughs> I see you have your brew. You know, you can have your situation too. We can just hang out and have fun. Yes. That's really all that we good. Absolutely. We appreciate we'd you. To, we'd love to. We'd love to. I, thank you, thank so you guys much. so much for having us on. This was great. And I love yeah, your shirt, by the way. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Um, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. This is so cool. This I'm like so our excited. Real interview. <laughs> I feel like a grown up. I am a grown up. If you're looking after a whole room full of two year olds, you are a grown up. Boom. Well, you know right. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and we're already the tallest person in the room. It's so. like 10 of them in there at once. That's okay. I, I, yeah, I can't. 
I can't. That's a, that's a horror. That's a horror movie. Yeah, I got one, and I'm just like, God damn, baby, can't you just grow up faster? Can't you just poop, poop on the toilet for once? Just poop on the toilet. That was the hardest that's part. Horror movie. Never there. I'm almost like, I'm almost like, did you, did you, did you poop in the crib? And she's like, no, nope, poop in the butt. And I'm like, okay, yeah. good, good, we're good here. I'm gonna stop recording this now. Um, <laughs> <laughs>